Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome women in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Mr. Bid Auctions. Find out more about them at MrBidAuctions.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, just call or text 765-233-2640. Again, that's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today we have Barbara Schaefer, owner of Gordy's Fine Art and Framing. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? On August 20th, they are having a virtual lunch and learn. So you can bring your own lunch. And it's going to be talking about how do you juggle your 168. Your 168. Yes. You think that's a code word for something? I don't think so. It's actually going to be presented by Dr. Joe of Ball State. Everybody knows Dr. Everybody Joe. Everybody knows Dr. Joe. We love him. This virtual lunch will ask participants to think seriously about what they do with the 168 hours of the week. Ah, that's what that that's number means. That's where that number comes from. Sure, read right ahead. Do certain habits take away time simply because you've done always done a certain thing at a certain time? Is there time for you personally during the week? Have you found yourself saying, I'd love to, but I'm too busy, or I've been doing it this way myself for so long, why should I delegate? Guilty. Guilty, guilty, ding, 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 all of the above. No finger pointing during this lunch session, just time to take a serious look at how each participant spends their 168 hours a week, along with making sure they have time for themselves. Ideally, participants will bring your, what you consider your planner, whether it be a digital or paper version. So you can really take a look how your schedule looks like during the week and what is how you juggle your 168. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Barbara Schaefer, owner of Gordy's Fine Art and Framing. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm you're, excited to be here. You're welcome. So tell us all about Gordy's, first of all. Um, well, Gordy's is a great place to be. We bought it five years ago. So we're, we're five years ago. Yeah, we're already. approaching wow. our five year anniversary in November. Carl and I run it. My husband, he's a co-owner. And we just love it. We love being part of the downtown community. Mm-hmm. It's a great vibe downtown. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. We love being more involved in the arts community. We love working with the artists. We represent 25 artists there. Um, and we love having people come in. And, you know, framing is really about developing relationships. Because mm-hmm. someone has something framed because there's a story behind it. Right. So we get to hear a lot of great stories about people, you know, why they like a certain artist, why this piece is meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of pieces that come in that were passed down through the family that have gotten damaged. So we're able to help resurrect it and save it. Oh, nice. So I just, I love the, I love just talking to our clients. They sort of become friends. You know, it's great when someone walks in the door and you know names and, I just, I love that sort of traditional way of doing business, which is face-to-face mm-hmm. and relationship building. I think that's so important. Now, how did you get into framing? 
Well, both my husband and I come from the museum background. Okay. So um, we have about 16 years in museums. He was an art historian by training, and I was a historical administration, so I went through the history museums. Okay. So we both were curators and worked in museums. And so when we came to Muncie, Carl was the associate director of the David Owsley Museum of Art, and I was a grant writer at the Muncie Children's Museum. Okay. And so we knew the Gordys. And one day, Brian just casually said to Carl, oh, you know, I'm going to want to be retiring soon. I'm looking at selling it. And it was just a friend-to-friend conversation. Uh-huh. Didn't know that the person he just said that to probably sparked an idea. And so he came to me. Carl came and said, have you ever thought about buying a framing company? I'm like, no, that's never (laughs) crossed my mind. Um, But we talked about it and we realized that a lot of the skills we learned in the museum world would allow us to do in the framing world. Because in our museum world, we had sort of climbed up the ladder where we weren't working with objects anymore. Mm -hmm. We were doing administration work and grant writing. We loved it, but we weren't working with objects. We weren't mm-hmm. learning what the story of the objects were. So framing has brought us back to why we came into the museum, which is working with objects and hearing people's stories about their objects. So that, so we said, oh, let's give it a try. Why don't we just leave the security of, you know, Ball State Ball University State, and all, all, the, you know, all those benefits you get and just say, hey, why not? We were both turning 50 at the time when we did it. And so we like, well, maybe we can say we're retiring and we're doing this as a retirement. <laughs> so, but, we're, but we love it. We just love what we're doing. We love, it's, it was a great, it was a scary move, a lot of sleepless nights. You guys know that small business. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, how many nights you wake up because you're, you can't sleep because you don't have enough work. Right. And then you can't sleep because you have too, too much, much work. work. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what's the balance? There's never never a happy medium. It's never like, you know what? I have just enough where everybody is fine. It's either feast or fan, at least in our Yeah, it is too. It's never a happy medium. (laughs) Or I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about a project or how can I I fix this or do it better? And yeah, there's never just, oh, I'm going to leave all my work at Oh, work at the office and then come home and be done with it all. That that doesn't happen. Especially when you work with your husband. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you work with your husband. How is that? Um, it's actually going really well. We um, When we both, we never worked in the same museums together, mm-hmm. but we worked in museums that worked together. I don't know if that makes any sense. We w- lived mm-hmm. in sort of mid- small smaller towns, Allentown, Pennsylvania, upstate New York. So our museums worked together. Mm-hmm. So there were times that we would work together through our museums. And so we had worked together on projects and so it's it's great it's wonderful but sometimes you're like I see a lot of you I want to see other people other people (laughs) yeah nothing against that I just want to see there are some days when we're like I gotta see somebody else's face except for you and especially during these like quarantine times oh yeah that was there's been a lot lot of of time it was and we felt fortunate that we could leave the house and at least go to our shop, even though it was closed. Mm-hmm. We and it was just Carl and I. We were we were safe in that space, and but it was nice that we could leave our house and go somewhere else and spend some of that time. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you're like sometimes at dinner when you're looking at each other, yeah, it's I'm like, like oh, I don't have anything else to talk to you what about. What can I say? <laughs> We went to lunch the other day and I was like, I honestly don't have anything to say to you. And I mean, we had already talked. We'd about already talked about everything. No. I don't have anything else to talk about. So anyway, that's so I watch a lot of current events so I can bring it up to her because she doesn't pay attention to anything. I, oh, pay, I pay attention. It just makes me sad watching the news. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, never sometimes. good news. It's never a good thing. So I just wait until Matt tells me about it, which is not great. But oh, well. <laughs> Now, you mentioned the stories from uh, people coming yeah. in bringing their items. Do you have some uh, uh, really spotlight ones that um, you've come across? Yeah, I'm trying to. They're all just flashing uh, right through, now through, through your head. You know, there was one that this is going to bring tears to my eyes, but it was really an honor to do. There was this couple who had twin daughters and one mm-hmm. of the daughters died. 
And one of the last things a daughter did was write some words on a whiteboard. They wanted to have the whiteboard framed so they could give it to their other daughter. Because oh. it was one of the last things that sisters, they were twin sisters. Okay. Twin sister said to twin sister. Okay. Or wrote to twin sister. Mm-hmm. And it was a big whiteboard. And it was an honor to frame it. But it was scary to frame because it's a whiteboard. It has a, you know, the marker on right. it. And you didn't want it. And I mean, it, the last you thing you want to do is So, you know, we framed that. We do, you know, military medals. We do photographs. There was a woman who, from Winchester, and there used to be a big swimming hole or swimming pot at Winchester, mm-hmm. and she was a diver. And so as a younger lady, she would dive into this pool, and she had a picture of herself on a diving board as a young child. Oh, that's to, cool. So it's just those stories. It's not fancy stories. It's, no, it's not meeting famous people, or but it's like where people traveled. or A lot of people bring things in their grandparents made or mm-hmm. grandmother stitched or painted, and they want to sort of resurrect it and have it reframed or framed it properly. Mm-hmm. and the right materials so it can be preserved forever. That's cool. So, yeah, so I I love that. I mean, a lot of people come and say, oh, I'm sorry, this is not, you know, worth a lot. Well, you know what? The value t- is worth a lot because it's your memory. It's mm-hmm. your story. It's part of your family story. Yeah, and your history. It's your history, and, you and it's, it's really yeah. invaluable. That's really cool. So, Speaking of value, what's the uh, most valuable piece of artwork or thing that you've had in the shop and you've had to frame well a lot of these pieces we don't bring into the shop because okay. we work with museums and yeah. so like we make frames for them for scratches so they keep their artwork at the museum <laughs> <laughs> they keep that there you keep i'm it gonna there. send you the frame or we'll bring the frame over and then we'll fit it into it okay. but we recently had a wonderful andy warhol chanel print oh, wow. so it was signed by andy warhol mm-hmm. and it was worth quite a lot and it did come through our shop quickly like the frame was made <laughs> we brought it into the shop we fit it and then we i mean we move those through quickly because we just don't want I mean, we have insurance to cover everything but we just right. don't you like just to, don't want that laying around yeah we just so we want to make sure when something does come and it comes in quickly and then goes out with the frame quickly okay. um but yeah so um so it's a variety of different things now i've been in your shop you yeah. you don't just frame you've got other artwork and sculptures and things like that yeah. uh around tell me about those and some of the artists that uh that you work with there well a lot of the artists we work with were uh, sort of a relationship set up with brian and jenny gordy so mm-hmm. but um so we have 25 artists most have a connection to east central indiana so they've come through either as a ball state student or as a graduate or their okay. teacher a lot of them are teachers in the area like Kyle Reese is a great potter. He's an mm-hmm. arts educator at Wapahani okay. High School. We have Carol Burt, who's another great potter, and she teaches at East Washington Academy. But like Jim Faulkner, David Dale, Alan Patrick, they've been around for years. So we work with artists that try to capture the sense of place and environment that we have mm-hmm. here in East Central India. That's what I like about Jim Faulkner's work. I mean, just the, his capturing of the rural landscapes that's mm-hmm. just disappearing. So, so we try to work with artists that have a connection here. We are expanding a little bit. We now have a woman who's from Lafayette that we show her jewelry. So oh, okay. we will fill gaps. Like if we feel there's a gap that can't be represented by a local artist, mm-hmm. we may invite them to come and do a show with us. Okay, cool. Now talk to me about First Thursday before and after COVID. So before COVID. It was great. It was great. People were yes. in there. The place was packed. It you was served awesome. Wine we had and wine cheese. and cheese. It was great. It was wonderful. We loved it. It was sort of a party we always looked forward to. Oh, yeah. and, um, 
Then we went virtual. So yes. in April, we did a virtual in our living room. Okay. And our living room was a mess. Trying to, we had ladders and lights and spot. I mean, you know what it is. Trying yes. to get the sound and the <laughs> testing. And yes, we did the Gone Boss at home for yeah. a while. And we turned our, one of our bedrooms into a studio. And it. I had to repaint the walls. We had to repaint. Oh yeah, we repainted the walls. We had ladders and stuff everywhere. It was just. It was. A mess. Oh yeah, it was but a mess. <laughs> so we did that, and then we did a couple virtuals from our shop. Okay. There again, it was a big mess. We talked about mm-hmm. Bob Ross because we're doing some Bob Ross we're framing some Bob Ross pieces oh, okay. for Minatrista mm-hmm. um, but tonight we will be open this All right. so it's August 6th so we will be open but we're not having cheese and wine um, and we'll test and see how it is we just want people to feel everyone will wear masks and everyone so we want to we decided we wanted to go back to being open because we we support first Thursday mm-hmm. and this is a real challenge for all first Thursday venues oh, yeah. and I think it's important that we're at least open and present on the first Thursday because we need to keep this going and I want to keep this going till and it will resume at the full strength but I think it's just important to say the arts are still going and kicking during the COVID-19 very good thank so, you very much for yeah, doing we that we appreciate that that's really yeah. good awesome so I heard you say uh Allentown Pennsylvania so obviously you're not from Muncie right? no no nope. no <laughs> um I've moved around a lot I was born in Allentown Pennsylvania okay. and I lived in as a kid I lived in Maryland Indiana Texas Iowa okay before my family did eventually settle in Logansport, Indiana. Oh, okay. And so that's where they live now. And then I was in Indiana for a while. And then I went to graduate school in Illinois. And then Carl and I have been to upstate New York. We lived there for six years. And then down in Allentown, Pennsylvania for 12 before we came back to Indiana. Oh, Carl's okay. an Indiana boy. Oh, okay. So we came back home when a job came open up all state so we could be closer to families they age. And we right. had young kids. We thought, you know, they should be part of family. Yeah. So how did you two meet? Well, we actually met... We both Hanover College graduates. Okay. okay. So we went to England to study Shakespeare together. Okay. But we didn't make an impression on each other. <laughs> like there's pictures of us. Carl and I are standing in class next to each other. But he's probably one of the few people I never talked to. I'm not sure. There's 25 <laughs> students from Hanover that studied Shakespeare. Carl being one, I being one. And we hardly said a word to each other. Okay. So we re-met a year and a half later at the Indianapolis Children's Museum. We both got jobs there. Okay. And so we sat down at a staff meeting, and there was Carl Schaefer across the way from me. So I went up to him and said, hi, I'm Barbara Beale. We met in England. He didn't remember. I don't think he remembered. (laughs) (laughs) He won't acknowledge that. But anyway, so we started working together on projects at at the Indianapolis Children's Museum together. So we became friends. And started hanging out in the city, and then it just sort of just went from there. Awesome. That's, That's interesting. An awesome story. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> I feel like we had an angel that tried to get us together early, and it didn't work. He said, I'm going to have to try We're again. We're going to try again. <laughs> try harder <laughs> this time. <laughs> get those two together. So. Now, you mentioned kids, so tell me about them. Yeah, I have. we have a son, George, who is in his second year at IUPUI. Okay. He is um, in the Kelly School of Business there. And then we have a daughter who's in, who will be in eighth grade at Northside Middle School. Okay. So so still pretty young, actually. Yeah, so yeah. You're not yeah. empty nesters yet. No, we're not. I know. We sort of had started having kids a little later in life, so which is fine with us. But um, yeah, so we still have one. In, and I, I, like, I sort of like that age difference. Yeah. They're very different personalities, too. So I'm glad oh, that imagine. we can oh, still. Yeah. yeah, we've got, uh, well, Matt has three from a previous okay. marriage. So he's got older ones. And then we have younger one. So we've, uh, Matt was almost done. <laughs> almost I an was empty done. <laughs> you were done. She wasn't done. Someone I was done. done. Yeah. So yeah, he's got, we've got a 26, 21, 16, and six-year-old. All right. That'll so, keep you yeah. going for yeah. a long time. This is going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll be like 60 when Audie is 20. No, so. that's what, what Hannah. <laughs> I've, I've had, 
I shouldn't admit this, but I've had people come up to me and say, which one's your grandkid? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're like the old ones in the class. I'm like, I'll let some one of these young whippersnappers be like the class mom or yeah, whatever yeah. and stuff. I'm like, I'm, I'm just good. tell me what you need and when to show up. Can and... I be the paper plate mom? That's what <laughs> yeah. I'll that's what I'll bring. Thanks. <laughs> So what does the family like to do for fun? We like games. We like puzzles. Okay. Um, we like movies. We sort of have a wacky sense of... We're Maybe. introducing our kids to like Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Okay, Ferris yeah. Bueller. And all the movies that we had as kids. Um, we've, Ferris, done, we've been doing that too, especially through this whole yeah, COVID yeah, yeah. thing. So we've watched Back to the Future. Yes. Uh, Indiana watched Jones. Yes. Karate Kid the other day. Yep. And yeah. The originals. The originals. Not the, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. new ones. Uh, and then last night we started watching the Adams Family. So oh wow, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we did the same thing. Yeah, we we have a creepy kid, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any favorite family vacation spots or anything like that? Um, we're sort of pretty eclectic where we go. We don't go back to the same. Um, we've been fortunate with the help of my parents, been able to take our kids to Europe. So we've taken Ooh, some nice. nice trips to Europe, and uh, we were in Alaska last summer. We just recently came back from Michigan, a cabin in Michigan. So we're pretty eclectic. We just like to just get away and see new scenery, and oh, it's like the travel. Yeah, so do we. We I don't like to go to back to the same place twice. Um, maybe later, once I've seen yeah. all the things I want to see, maybe I'll decide on my favorite place. But uh, yeah, I like to see new things. And there's places you want to go back when you don't have kids. Yeah, Because there's true. some towns that Carl says, we need to come back here when we can be a little bit slower. Because with kids, yeah. you can't be... Like, when we were in Europe, my son played soccer. He, he watched soccer on TV. So when I was in Barcelona, I went to the Barcelona soccer mm-hmm. field. And when I was in Athens, I went to the Athens soccer field. <laughs> so we had to hit all the big soccer fields in Europe. You know what? They really looked the same. <laughs> my son was thrilled. I mean, yeah, I was like, like, the, uh, like oh, I don't need to can see I go see the soccer. great church in Barcelona? No, I have to go see the soccer field in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. And when you have kids that age yeah uh, it's it's hard we just went to you know indiana dunes not that long ago and trying to find something that the 16 year old is interested in and the six-year-old right and doesn't bore one of them to tears or whatever is always it's a challenge it is a challenge and also something that you as the grown-up want to do (laughs) yeah exactly so it's like eh, whatever it's fine And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions for quick answers. So what's your favorite band or artist? I've always liked Three Dog Night. Okay. Joy to the world. Yep. I like uh, Never Been to Spain. That was one of my favorite songs. So I just, I just, I always stick them in if I just want to hear something and just sort of get lost. Awesome. Awesome. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I started out life as a night owl, but as I'm getting older and becoming an early bird, I'm noticing the switch taking place. That's what I've heard. I'm... Oh, yeah. I was up at 630 today. And yeah. It was no problem. The alarm went off. I had to get the sun out and that kind of thing. And I'm like, good to go until 4 p.m. And then I'm like, mm. oh, yeah. Yep. By 4, you just want to take a break, then make dinner, and then... And then I, <laughs> I used to be able to work into the evening. I can't. I mean, by nine o'clock, forget it. Yeah. Oh, not so. me. Four o'clock. That's when I hit my stride, and I like give me all the hard work that I need to do oh, really? at like from two to four. That's when I want to do. Oh, it. I want it right in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite book? In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. Oh, I man. love that. I read it like when I was in my teens, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. it. Just captured me some way because you've sort of started feeling for the killers. I mean, the way he wrote it. Mm-hmm. You could sort of feel what the killer, you know, you just yeah. sort of you had empathize sympathy. with yeah, that. Yeah, you had yeah. sympathy for mm-hmm. the killers, which was weird. And I remember then reading the book 20 years later, and I still liked it just as much. Excellent. Now, was it featured on a podcast? Is that what I heard over there? I don't think so. Oh, I thought you were saying My Favorite Murder. Oh, it, no, I don't think oh, so. I was saying, I don't know how I remember the I name of like that I do like My Favorite Murder, <laughs> though. That's my, I, I was listening to it on the way in. Yeah, yeah, I, I listened to today. them, too. I love that, too, so... 
Have you ever met anyone famous? Like famous as in celebrity famous? How about art famous? Art fa- I met oh, I met Chuck Jones. He drew, he was an animator for Bugs Bunny. Oh. Okay. I was working cool. on an exhibit that was on when I was an intern in Rochester and we were doing a Bugs Bunny exhibit. And I was the one that had to schedule Chuck Jones. And so I got to meet him. Nice. And he did all that's I guess he's probably the most famous guy. Well, that's pretty famous, yeah. I think. Yeah. What's your guilty pleasure? Oh gosh. Should I admit? Okay, my guilty pleasure are those donuts, the chocolatey, <laughs> waxy donuts. Those are really? good. I, I like love the, those. I like, like when I'm sick and not feeling well or I'm down, I have to get like a little pack of those donuts. The donuts. Now, my family likes the powdered sugar ones. Okay. And I think they're disgusting. They taste like glue in your mouth. And they get all over you. They get they all do. over you. They do. I know. It's on the like chocolate it. stage. But I like the right? chocolate. I'm with you on the chocolate ones. That's probably my guilt. My, my, my kids or my husband will get those for me when he knows I'm down or I'm not feeling well. I'll find a pack. Nice. There. Those are, so, that's mm-hmm. nice. What's your favorite movie? Gosh, that's a hard one. I know you guys are movie buffs. I know. I love so many movies. Gosh, I don't know what I could name. Yeah, but what's your go-to? What's the one that all the all your children have to see? You're like, you got to see this. Oh, uh, well, it was probably Beetlejuice because I have to make all my children see Beetlejuice. I like that sense of humor mm-hmm. of Beetlejuice and... um. Yeah, once the kids get old enough, like we've taken them all to see, you got to see, you know, once I feel like they can take the humor and mm-hmm. understand it and I'm safe, I'm okay with the humor that's in there, I'll, yeah, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. That's a good. It is. What's your hidden talent? Hidden talent. What can something, you do that nobody else does? There's something at you're least good at that people do. don't know about. Hidden talent. We've got some people who make soap. Uh, fold a fitted sheet. Fold a fitted sheet. One lady oh. made a goat noise <laughs> in here one time. Somebody else could tie a cherry stem with their tongue. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, at one point, I spent the summer jackhammering. Oh, I worked what? in a cement plant. Okay. And so as a student. So you can jackhammer. I could. I don't know if I could jackhammer now, but I do remember being somewhere and someone was jackhammering. And I said to my husband, they're doing it all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) See, that is something no one would ever think about you, right? So I did. I spent two summers jackhammering. Okay. So. Do you sing in the shower? No, I can't hold a tune. Do you sing in the car? No. Nope. All right. Sorry. That's okay. I like to listen to good music. (laughs) I'm not a big singer. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Trek? Star oh, Wars. Wars. Okay. okay. I was, even I before I get Star Trek out. Well, <laughs> I, well, I liked it. My dad liked both Star Trek and Star Wars. So as a kid, I remember watching Star Trek with my dad on TV. And, mm. But as soon as Star Wars came back, I mean, the whole family, we went to the Star Wars with my in Logansport, Indiana, State Theater when it was there. We were there the first weekend. My dad, I think the first three Star Wars movies, which were the originals, I saw with my dad. He loved that whole series. And I love that whole series. And our kids love the series, too. So Now, are you watching The Mandalorian and stuff uh, we like did. that? We did watch The Mandalorian. So yeah. I still like the original three. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on those. Cause those, those oh, I know. They're those expanding. Blew, so. Those blew our mind when well, we originally saw there was saw, nothing else there like was it. nothing like it. And then when it ended, and you're like, oh, my God, there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, just, it really, it just blew your mind when you first saw it the first time you saw it at that time. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Okay. I'd never done an emoji. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know what they were until three <laughs> months ago. And I've never done one. Okay. So I'm not, I don't even know. Are, are, you, you, are you looking forward to one of them? I don't even know how to find one. I don't even know what to do. So. I didn't know for the longest time until my kid showed me. And I was like, oh, okay. Now I, put, I, now I use them all the time. But, yeah. I can yeah. do smiley faces and those things. That's not an emoji. Like when you stick a smiley face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's an emoji. Oh, that yeah. yeah. Oh. So. Smiley face. Smiley okay. face. Okay. <laughs> I can do emojis. <laughs> That's all right. Excellent. 
I'm not a high tech person here. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate you coming in. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I've been listening to the podcast and it's great. And I think what you're doing, I think it's just wonderful to hear about different people. Awesome. So thank you so much. Well, thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. Bye. We're also brought to you today by Mr. Bid Auctions. Find them at mrbidauctions.com. Mr. Bid Auctions, new to our podcast. We're happy to have them on. They are a locally owned company offering hundreds of items up for bid in their weekly online auctions. Discover closeout merchandise and excessive inventory from the big box stores, business liquidations, and even estate items. You'll find food, flooring, toys, hardware, clothing, pet supplies, sporting goods, and more. It's easy to register, bid, and then pick up your auction winnings curbside at their downtown Muncie warehouse. Yes, and they have a special offer for Gone Boss listeners. What? Yes, if you are a first-time bidder, you will pay no buyer premium on your first auction. That's an 18% savings. Cool. What do you have to do for that? All you have to do when registering is add the code GONBOSS1. So GONBOSS number sign or hashtag one in the note to the auctioneer. And then before the credit card is processed, the buyer premium will be removed. See what's new this week at MrBidAuctions.com. You're a winner with with Mr. Bid. So recently at the Howe household, we had something happen. At the farmhouse, yes. It was very exciting. And we have a special guest in the studio today. Yes, Audie is going to tell us all about it because she was there. What happened Sunday night? Well, Daddy was not home and Mom was there and Audie was not there. He was with me. Yeah, I told him, but then I turned on the light and then... I did not hear anything. I just, like, saw there's lights and Mom was missing. I was missing? But I went outside with a big flashlight. Yeah, you had a flashlight and went outside, <laughs> which was very helpful. Thank you. And you were on 911, Mom. <laughs> I did, yes. So what happened? Somebody crashed? Yeah, a car near our house, and the m- mailbox flew off. Yes, our mailbox was in our driveway. So this person came along and hit our mailbox, and then what happened? Oh, they took out the first pole, and then they almost took out the next pole. That's true. But it has cracked at the bottom. It was really bad, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just being held up by the wires above. Yep. <laughs> we thought I thought it was going to fall over for sure. So we had a driver come crashing into our mailbox, ran into our telephone pole, Knocked one of them down, then almost knocked the other one down, and flipped his car on his side. I think it was a truck or a Jeep or something. It was a Jeep. I I think it was a Jeep, like a Jeep Patriot or something like that. Liberty. Liberty. Yeah. Some kind of America kind of name, whatever. (laughs) Not a car person. Uh, Yeah. And so um, I heard it and I went outside. At first, I just thought it was thunder. But then I went outside and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, there's a person out here walking around and my telephone pole is about to fall over and there's a jeep flipped over so you called 911 and all of farmland showed up all of farmland and most of randolph county i think showed up (laughs) at our house because i mean there were all of the farmland volunteer fire department the paid police people they were there the sheriff the sheriff the state patrol people they there were two or three of those there had an ambulance had 
two, three ambulances, a couple ambulances, I think. But Definitely we, a couple fire a, trucks. A one person wreck. Yeah, so. nobody else was involved. It was they were like, "Were you? Are you involved?" I'm like, "No, I, this is just my house. I live here. I heard it. I came out." <laughs> uh, I know we had the J County REMC was there to check on the utility poles and things yeah. like that. Eventually, we had a tow truck and all of those guys. I'm telling you, there were 30 people in front of my house. So by the time me and Holden got home, uh, they were they were putting the car up on the tow truck, yep, and uh, just breaking all kinds of stuff. It sounded like. oh man, it was it was <laughs> but rough. it was on its side, so they yeah. had to get it right side up and then get it up onto right. the and flat it was bed. in our ditch up yes. against our telephone pole. So the tow truck guys had their work cut out for them because it wasn't like you could just like pull it out real easy. You had to they had to work pretty hard so it was pretty rough the guy was walking around and acting like he was fine but it turns out he broke uh, broke I his back in two places broke his back in two places there can you yeah. believe that and yeah, walking he was walking around, around, walking and around. talking to you wasn't he, he? yeah he was talking to me he wanted his mom and he said he thought he broke his arm but i'm like dude if you broke your arm you'd know it but i guess not because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you broke your back and didn't know it <laughs> So he might have been under the influence of some things, I think. Uh, we heard later from his parents that he's had a rough go of life and has some issues and self-medicating. So that's unfortunate. But yeah, it was the most exciting thing that's happened in farmland in a very long time. Is that right? correct? Yeah. And he said he just got that new car. He just got that car. Yes. Yeah. That's oh what my said. gosh. I know. He was very bummed that he hit it. But he, I don't think he slowed down or stopped mm -hmm. because he hit it pretty hard. Well, it was, was pretty it, exciting. Was it, yeah. yeah. I just ate apple the whole entire time. You Did ate you? an apple the whole time? Yeah. Okay. And okay. you stood on this porch. You stayed on the porch. So thank you very much for that doing was, that. That was good. She came down and checked because she was hollering for me inside and couldn't find me. So you came outside and found me, but stayed on the porch like I asked you to. So that was good. Now, if the guy who was driving would have sat down like I told him to, that would have been better. Because <laughs> he was walking all over the place and in the middle of the road and being all crazy. And so I'm on the phone with 911 and I'm like, sit down, sit on this grass right here. Don't make me get my mom voice out. Sit on this grass. He didn't listen to me. <laughs> so he took out a telephone pole, mm -hmm. which has not been replaced. And I'm not even sure why it was there. I think it was it was back in the days when telephone poles right. were really important. Um, important. Like we don't have like a landline at our house. I'm pretty sure our neighbors don't. But the big pole, hats off to the jade county remc for yeah. coming out next morning 8 a.m they turned off the power about what nine had it back on by 10 30 the pole was replaced just Man, an amazing they job. had they i didn't i was like how are they gonna do this but they got in and out and we were only without power for like an hour it was good so good job guys there's still some wires hanging. Oh, there's still some wires hanging? Yeah, that's the telephone company who we've called. They're coming out tomorrow, I think. Yep, they're going to fix it tomorrow. Ooh. Oh, more excitement at the house. <laughs> well, it was pretty exciting for us living out in the country. We don't get to see that every day. We don't. I'd prefer if I don't see it very much ever. But yeah, it was pretty exciting. Uh, all of the fa family was calling and texting to make sure we were okay. <laughs> yeah, we have the, uh, the family uh, tree, I think, which is... Uh, Violet down the road, my mom and dad, uncles and uncles cousins and cousins around and the aunts block. and even neighbor the oh, yes. the neighbors we swim at, they were texting to make sure we were okay because again, all the farmland was at my house. So very exciting. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. 
be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k, or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Also, join the conversation in our Facebook group. Just search Gone Boss and hang out with us. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. We're also brought to you by Mr. Bit Auctions. Find out more about them on MrBitAuctions.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has Gone Boss.